Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Turco, I thought you had quit smoking. With cases like this, impossible. Strange case, isn't it? Several weeks dead, and they just found them today? We are live with our mobile unit from the front of the Mellow House, and we are told that the judge is coming out. We are with you, Sandra. What is going on? So, Irma, the older one, did she live alone on the property? Yes. <gasps> you know, but... When she rented from us, she came with a man. They were going to rent together, but in the end, she stayed alone. That's right, the judge has just left the property and apparently he's not going to give a statement. Judge, judge, please, judge, please come. Please help judge. You saw them alive two days ago, but they've been rotting for weeks. Oh, come on, don't start, Turco. It's an ordinary case. There's nothing supernatural. What can you tell us about the case? And your daughter doesn't show up, but you still get married? We were all very busy organizing everything for the civil ceremony and for the party the next day. I thought she was with our cousin. Casal, is it true that there are five dead? Tell me about the boyfriend, Dario Toho. Did you meet him? Yes, he told me they wanted to rent it for the two of them together. Then he told me it was for her alone. At one point, I had to ask him to clarify who was going to live there. Do you have any clues as to who the killer is? And if the miner, the one who asked for medical help, was she possessed by some entity? Euphoria presents Paranormal Crimes. Where reason meets its limits. Season 1, The Mystery of the Cousins, an original series by Euphoria Podcast. Warning, the following story is based on a true case with dramatic scenes. 
created from the events and exclusive statements of its protagonists. Some of the identities and situations have been changed. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, we recommend you do so first, and then come back so you don't miss any details. And always remember to listen until the last breath. Episode 3 of 8 The Possession of Souls I am Forensic Medical Examiner Carlos Flores and I can report to the investigation under oath and other legal requirements that on this day, April 17th, 1989, I'm at the morgue of the Vicente Lopez Hospital to perform the medical examination and uh, subsequent autopsy of the female corpses of Irma Hiron and Claudia Fernandez, both in an advanced state of putrefaction. <clears throat> I, I proceed. Dawn breaks in the city of Buenos Aires, and the first grays of a cold and rainy autumn day appear. In the courts, Judge Casal arrives very early to his office, where Lucio, his secretary, is already waiting for him with a cup of coffee and a pile of files to sign. Good morning, Lucio. Good morning, Doctor. What's new? Well, they still haven't found Dario Toho, but Benitez put more men on the search. Okay. Call the commissioner and ask him to send a squad car to turn the house upside down. I want them to look for any clue, to check everything, down to the last drawer. Casal approaches his desk, and before he sits down, he discovers a manila envelope stamped with his name on it, which promises something sinister. He takes a deep breath, fills his lungs, and sits down. He knows he's in for a long day. Yes, uh, top floor. For his part, Turco tries to tame his graying hair in the newspaper elevator mirror. He hasn't slept all night, and it shows. He looks at the dark circles under his eyes, and he can't help but feel old. But the cousin's case seems to have given him back some of his lost vitality. Top floor. Wow, it's early, Turco. Haven't you slept? I uh, don't know how. Is he here? He's waiting for you. Hey! Don't smoke inside! Coming. So, what do you think? Uh, in these cases, Satan makes a servant of the individual and subjugates him until he plunges him into a deep state of despair and then drags him to suicide. 
Really, Turco? Jorge, listen to me. I was there. I saw it. This is not just any case. There's something here that can't be explained. I was with Casal, and he didn't know what to tell me. Publish it, please. I, I can't, Turco. First off, I, I don't have any room. And second, it, it has nothing to do with what I asked for. Take some spice out of it. If you want, tell me what the bodies look like. But don't make up theories about ghosts, the devil, and all that stuff. You don't understand. That's the heart of the story. These deaths can't be explained by reason. There are forces involved here that we don't understand, Jorge. Look at, look at what the others are publishing. Domestic accident in Vicente Lopez. Uh, crime of passion. Two cousin lovers. Can we, can we do something like that? Can't you? You got married in church, didn't you? Yeah. You actually went and fell asleep at the party. So, you're a Christian. You're a believer? Yes. Well, as a Christian, like you claim to be, you believe that there is something beyond death. If you believe that when we close our eyes and pass over to the other side, there's something else waiting for us, you need to start believing that this something else also dwells in this realm. <sighs> Give me a second. Yes, hello? Yes. Uh, let's see. Turco, two columns, page 36. And close it when you leave. And I, and I ask you not to smoke in here anymore. Yes, yes, tell me. Turco leaves the office. He's disappointed, but not too disappointed. He knows that almost no one is willing to talk about what he's interested in. The world refuses to see that there are things that need another kind of explanation. At the Vicente Lopez police station, Commissioner Benitez is having a hard time finding someone to perform the new crime scene inspection requested by Casal. While they would never disobey his orders, the cops would rather do any other job than go back to that hellhole, and Benitez understands them. After consulting with several of them, Sub-Inspector Castillo accepts the mission. He was the one who discovered the bodies and was alone with them for a long time. You sure you don't have a problem, Castillo? Sure, sir. And I'm going with three other agents. Okay, we probably missed something yesterday. Now check everything. Every piece of furniture, every drawer, every corner. Anything you find that arouses suspicion, you bring it to me. Aye, aye, Commissioner. Come on, boys, let's go. Commissioner Benitez. I'm listening. I have some news. Started on the body of the miner, who is uh, presumed to be Claudia Fernandez. Individual external examination. Pubescent female, height of uh, 1.5 meters. Her hair is black, her skin color is apparently dark. 
with no, no particular marks. Eyes protruding from their sockets, no cadaveric rigidity. Crepitant muscle masses. Um, hmm. Watery blisters all over the body. Leaking of putrefactive fluids from the mouth and nose. And, and on the neck, there is an abundant presence of maggots. Fix menu for table one. In the bar near the courthouse, Turco sits at the bar and starts going through the morning papers. The story of the cousins appears in all of them with more or less all the lurid details. But none of them goes beyond the police or sensationalist register. The waiter places a coffee and a manila envelope in front of him, identical to the one Casal had on his desk. How's it going, Hitano? It's going fine. And by the way, Rui stopped by earlier. I left this for you. Torco opens the envelope and reaches in cautiously as if there were a poisonous animal inside. First, he pulls out a handwritten piece of paper. Don't publish anything. I'll let you know when you can. Then, he pulls out a stack of photos and begins to discover that he's looking at a catalog of horror. They're the crime scene photographs. Memorized, he goes through them in detail. The images, frozen by the harsh light of the flash, are showing him snippets of a diabolical scene that blends in with the one he saw last night. The kitchen, with food about to be served. The room, with its violent disorder. And the bathroom, with its bathtub. And the two rigid, submerged, infested, fiendishly intertwined bodies. Torco quickly puts the photos away and goes to the payphone at the end of the bar. Father Victor, do you have a few minutes for us to meet? Turco, how are you? When? As soon as possible. Uh, I'm with some work, but come by in an hour. I'll be there. In his office, Casal and his secretary finish hanging the same photos on a blackboard where they have pasted all the data they have about the case. Names, apartment blueprints, witness data, and expert witnesses. They look at each element and try to find the invisible thread that can unite them all. So far, the possibilities we have are, first scenario, death by carbon monoxide asphyxiation. Yes. Now, it should be noted that the stove was not in the bathroom. It was in the dining room, and it was determined to not be leaking. Okay, so second scenario, possible electrocution. A short circuit that could have discharged in the bathtub. Yes, I, I just confirmed that today in the afternoon, a technician from the electrical company is going to run some tests. So far, no concrete evidence. That's right. Third scenario, food poisoning from spoiled food. Yeah, we already sent the sample of the stew and the soda to the lab for analysis. When are the results in? Later today. Okay. Fourth scenario, suicide. Right. Uh, Benita sent Castillo to Mellow Street um, 
for the purpose of inspecting and collecting any element that could provide guidance to the search that we've initiated, as the minutes state. And the fifth scenario, crime. Benitez already has all his people looking for the lover, Dario Toho. Still no news. Turco travels by bus, obsessively looking at the photos. The passenger next to him can't stand it any longer, gets up, and holding back his nausea, takes refuge in a seat far away. Turco doesn't even notice, as his mind tries to reconstruct the last minutes of the two women's lives. One is naked. Her clothes are lying around. She took them off by the tub. The other one has a bra and she has a... Does she have a watch? No one enters a bathtub full of water with a watch. Unless it's an emergency or... Or if they're forced. Or subdued. Or dragged by force. Turco suspects that something dark and macabre is going on in that apartment. In that bathroom. But what? The bus arrives at its destination, and Turco goes to meet an old friend in a place where neither the police nor the rest of his fellow journalists would go to look for answers. Sorry, uh, excuse me. Sorry, um, have you seen the judge? Has, has anybody no, seen the judge? No, he was in the meeting room. Excuse me, sorry, sorry. Wait a second, sorry. What's going on? They, they found Toho. Dr. Judge Casal, meeting number three. And a boyfriend appears. I remember that the new character appeared for me, filling the police's line of investigation with doubts. We'll be right back with more paranormal crimes. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawaii es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Let's continue with more paranormal crimes. Good morning, sister. Excuse me. How can I help you? I'm here to see Father Victor. I have an appointment with him. Ah, yes, he told me. Come, follow me. Turco and the nun walk through the church and out into the outer galleries of the parish. 
The rain and the sepia leaves of the ivy accentuate the medieval character of the place. Its moldy bricks and gothic vaults give the sensation of traveling to another era, where there used to be mystery and faith once existed. It's a bit messy back there. It happens. After crossing the bell tower and passing through a dark hallway, they emerge into a small wooded garden, thick with wild vegetation and with grass growing above their knees. There's a clear intention to keep this space abandoned, hidden. In the background, hidden among branches and undergrowth, there's a tin hut with a dim light bulb on. With a gesture, the nun says goodbye, and Turco approaches it. On the floor, a young girl, no more than 15 years old, shakes as if on fire, while Father Victor rests a crucifix on her forehead. Christ himself commands you. Around them, some nuns, the victim's mother, and siblings all pray and plead for her life. Father Victor is a specialist in the matter of possessions and has performed many exorcisms that his superiors prefer not to know about. In the name about. of the merciful and protector, may the empire of the Lord expel you from this body. He shares many things with Turco. Not only his interest in what reason can't explain, but also how his paranormal investigations have caused the bishop to relegate him to a forgotten neighborhood parish. Amen. Sorry, it got complicated. Come, follow me. Deputy Inspector Castillo and his team arrive at the front door of the house on Mellow Street, park in front of the property, and get out of the patrol car. With no fire department, no ambulance, no press, Mellow is a quiet street like any other. It almost seems as if nothing sinister has ever happened there. Castillo is about to pass under the tape that blocks the entrance to the hallway when a voice stops him. Last night, something very strange happened here. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Excuse me, good morning. Uh, last night, I saw a person running out of the hallway. Mm-hmm. What time? At 11 p.m. He left the hallway without an umbrella, without anything, and ran away. The three agents accompanying Castillo notice his worried expression. They haven't entered the house yet, and the situation is thickening. The deputy inspector thinks, who else might be interested in the case? Who would have entered, and why? Okay, would you identify him? No, impossible. He was a dark blur. The police dismiss the person and move on down the hallway. At the entrance to the apartment, they see that the security seals have not been broken. They're intact. Castillo rips them off and enters. The firemen have ventilated the place, but the smell is still noticeable. Castillo is overcome again by the same feeling he had the first time he entered. His stomach clenched like a fist. 
warning him that the house is infused with a strange curse. Trying not to let it show in his voice, he gives an order and they begin to search the place. Okay, I don't want any corners left and tag, you hear me? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, in the courtroom, Judge Casal and his clerk are preparing for the arrival of Dario Tojo, Irma's lover. Commissioner Benitez enters the office with the certainty that they are on the right track towards solving the case. He's on his way. Where was Toho all night? At a bar near his house. Are you sure it's checked? Yes, they talked to the owner. He was there crying all night at the bar. And did you talk to the wife? Ooh, watch out for her, huh? For me, she's a main suspect. Lucio, make the commissioner coffee. Yes, doctor. The woman lives in the same house, but she was sleeping at her parents' house with her children. That's why no one was in the house. Were you able to talk to her? Nothing. She was in shock. She didn't want to talk. Did you check the house? Yes, of course, but they didn't find anything. Well, we'll see what Toho says. Something important. I talked to Castillo, who is at Mela's house, and the neighbor told him that someone broke in last night. One person, around 11 p.m., ran down the hallway and left. But did they see their face or anything? No, just a silhouette running in the rain. I don't understand, Benitez. Wasn't your man there? Yes, of course. But after seven hours stuck inside the house, he needed to come out to breathe. But who would go inside that house? The world is full of morbid people. Watch out, it could have been someone from the press as well. What if someone came in looking for something that they had hidden previously? At this point, it could be anything. Unit 365, confirmed arrival at courthouse with mail, Dario Toho. Take him to the interrogation room. Let's see what we are up against. Commissioner, your coffee. Would you like one, doctor? No, I want you to come along as well. Bring the typewriter. Oh, okay, thank you. Torco and Father Victor walk through the park inside the church and sit down next to an image of the Virgin. Torco lights a cigarette and gives one to his friend. Have you heard anything about the case of the two cousins? No, nothing. Two women turned up dead, and in less than 48 hours, their bodies rotted like they'd been there for weeks. I was at the site last night, and I assure you, there's something very dark there. Eh, what do you think it could be? Well, there are elements that just don't add up. Is that there for me to look at? Mm. Torco nods and passes the photos to Father Victor with all the macabre details. The priest looks at them very seriously, examining them closely. Then he crosses himself and whispers, oh, I've never seen this before. In the courtroom, Casal, Benitez, and the secretary arrive at the entrance to the interrogation room. From outside, through the mirrored glass, they see a short, thin man, his shoulders turned inward, his hands slashed and bony, sitting crestfallen at the interrogation table. Slashed? Why are his hands so bruised? His hair, thick and lumpy, covers part of his gaze. It is Dario Tojo, 
the lover of Irma, the older one. He doesn't seem to breathe. He seems abstracted, staring at a lost point in the nothingness. Does he look like a psychopath, or, or is that just me? Lucio, he just lost his girlfriend. Did he resist coming here? Not at all. When he arrived at the house, the officer confronted him, and he only asked to go to the bathroom. Did you accompany him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you want me to interrogate him? No, 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 no. I'll take care of it. The three men enter the room. Dario Toro doesn't even raise his head. Good afternoon. My name is Judge Casal, and I will be taking your deposition under oath. Do you need water or anything? The young man almost imperceptibly shakes his head. Okay. Before I begin, I would like to express my condolences. The young man looks down even further. As a matter of routine, I am going to need to ask some questions that may be a bit impertinent due to the proximity of the loss. And I apologize in advance. In this first instance, you must answer me, yes or no. Do you understand me? The young man, without looking up, nods silently. Benitez and the secretary look at each other with a mixture of confusion and disturbance. They don't know what could happen there. Casal places a small tape recorder on the table and begins recording. Well, let's begin. Dario Toho, Argentinian, marital status married, age 32 years old, profession salesman, is that correct? Yes. Do you have a relationship, blood or otherwise, with the victim? Yes. Do you have a direct interest in the resolution of this case? Yes. Well, now, what was the link between you and Irma? We, we continue with Irma Hiron after performing the opening of the cranial cavity to ascertain the state of the uh, encephalic mass. It um, presents the same degree of putrefaction as the abdomen. <clears throat> uh, no macroscopic evidence of uh, lesions or pathology is observed. We... We proceed to check the thorax. The coroner slightly adjusts the skull, and dozens of maggots fall from the neck onto the steel table. They wriggle among themselves, contracting and crawling, some trying to return to the corpse, others slithering across the table over the death certificates. Meanwhile, across town, Father Victor continues to pour over the photos of those same two bodies, unable to take his eyes off them. He thinks. He tries to remember. What do you think? It's risky to say that it's a possession without having data. First of all, one must always remain skeptical. Many times, demonic possessions can be confused with mental pathologies. But have you ever seen self-flagellation or anything like this in mental pathologies? 
Mm, no, not really. I've seen cases of possession where there are bruises and burns and cuts. And I've even seen sores that imitated those of Christ. <laughs> but never this. And the Mester Broom turned completely upside down as if there had been an act of violence. Doesn't that tell you anything? Yeah, it could be a case of prosopopesis. A clinical disorder in which a new personality appears to the person and struggles to dominate his consciousness and his body. And one of the variants of prosopopesis is demonopathy, when a demon takes control of the person. And how do you distinguish it? It manifests itself in various forms. Clairvoyance, and superhuman strength, levitation, telekinesis, or xenoglossia which is speaking in unknown languages. And obviously this is given with a violent struggle between the dominant demon and the possessed person. Exactly. And it can affect that person's physique very much. It can provoke illnesses, bodily stigmata, like the ones these girls seem to have. But can it happen to two women simultaneously? <laughs> I find that more difficult. This looks more like one of them subdued the other. A doctor went to see them two days before because the youngest one had a fever. Does that mean anything to you? The temperature usually rises in possessions. Perhaps the older one took her to the bathtub so that her fever would go down. And then the younger one undressed in the bathroom, got in. And when the older one came back to see her, something happened with the younger one or with her demon. In the interrogation room, Cassell, Benitez, and Lucio wait attentively for Dario Tojo to begin speaking. His motionless, slashed hands attract attention and are unsettling, but the tight silence he generates makes them even more uncomfortable. Tojo, tell us, when did you meet Irma? In June, 85. And you have been a couple since then? No. We've been going out for four months. But you're married? Yes. You live with your wife and children? But I don't have a relationship with my wife. We live together because of the kids. When you went to see the apartment, you told Victorello that you were married. But later Irma said that you were the boyfriend. Why did you lie? We thought they wouldn't rent to her because she was a girl. Besides, I was really thinking of marrying her. When did you last see her? On Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday you didn't talk? No. Thursday I was working all day. On Friday, I went to the house, knocked on the door, rang the bell, Nobody came out. Casal looks at Toho's imperceptible gestures. He really seems distressed. On the other hand, Benitez and the secretary, a step further back, look at each other with the certainty that this man has something to do with the deaths. And didn't you think it was strange that she didn't answer? I thought she'd gone out since she was making the souvenirs. That's what I thought. But when two days went by, all day Thursday, all day Friday, you waited until Saturday night to see her at the wedding? Yeah. 
What's wrong with that? Well, I find it strange that three days had gone by and you didn't do anything. It was only Saturday night when you went to file a report with Mrs. Anna Maria. Isn't that a long time? I don't think so. And on Sunday, Toho, the day we found the bodies, were you at the house? In that same house, at that very moment, Deputy Inspector Castillo is receiving technicians from the power company. They have to perform the necessary test to evaluate the theory of a possible electrocution. To do so, they'll have to work in the bathtub and examine the load of the cadaveric fauna. Unlike the police, the company's employees are not used to dealing with things this sinister. For God's sake! Don't worry, we'll get used to it after a while. After leaving them in the bathroom, Castillo enters the room where his men are. So, anything new? There I separated some notebooks. They look like private diaries. Wearing his gloves, Castillo turns over some pages until he stops on a child's drawing that, with a delicate and naive stroke, illustrates two anthropomorphic beings with animal heads dancing next to a fire. How can a simple drawing generate so much terror and rejection? Castillo feels that everything is impregnated with something cursed and drops the notebook with repulsion. Ah, uh, just separate then to go. Of all the cases you know of, did any possessions lead the victims to this state? Not like the photos. The closest thing I remember is the case of Annalise Michelle, the 15-year-old German girl who in 1969 began to have these terrible experiences. Fifteen. Same age as Shirley Hitchings. Same age as Claudia, the youngest of the cousins. Yeah, the same age Mary when she had Jesus, according to the Proto-Evangelium of James. But Annalise ended up like that physically? Similar. She began with depression, then followed by epilepsy. Hmm. But was she a believer? Yeah, a fervent Catholic. She and her whole family. Then they began to medicate her, but she didn't respond to the treatments. In a short time, she became intolerant of religious objects and began to hear voices. She and her family were convinced that she was possessed by the devil. So they called in two priests, Ernest Alt and Arnold Renz. But could they do it? It was impossible. The presence of evil was too strong. For almost a year, they did 67 exorcism sessions. Annalise got worse, and her body couldn't put up with any more, and she died at the age of 23, weighing 65 pounds. The family and the priests were accused of negligence. They almost went to jail. And you know why? Because Satan's best trick is to make us believe that he doesn't exist. Torco says goodbye to his friend and leaves the church with the conviction that the answer he seeks is closer to hell than heaven. Meanwhile, in the courtroom, Judge Casal searches for his own answers in the earthly realm. In front of him is Irma's lover, in silence. Behind him, 
The secretary writes non-stop, and Commissioner Benitez smokes one cigarette after another. This case is getting on his nerves. Were you or were you not at Irma's house on Sunday? Yeah. As soon as I heard about it, I went there. And when did you find out that your lover and her cousin were dead? On Sunday, nine in the morning. I went to the party to wait for her there. And when she didn't show, we went with her aunt to file a report. Then we went back to the party, they still hadn't arrived. After that, I went to the apartment and there at the door, I ran into the police and her aunt Anna Maria, Claudia's mother. The firemen were there, it was crowded. They told me they were dead. And you didn't try to go in and see them? I wanted to go in, but the police wouldn't let me. Tell me, did you know Claudia? Nah. Saw her a couple of times at family gatherings. No more than that. So you have a relationship with Irma's family? Normal. We know each other. And do you think anyone would have a motive to harm Irma or Claudia? Dario Tojo thinks for a moment and denies without looking up. I'm going to ask you to respond out loud for the audio recording. No. No, I don't think so. Dr. Judge Casal, meeting number three. The testimony of this gentleman I took down in the police station of Florida. It was perhaps on our part very, very deep. Very exhaustive, very intense testimony because there was something that did not make sense to me. The first impression I got was not the best. It was not the best because he was deeply tense, nervous, too precise for a testimony that did not merit such precision. We'll be right back with more paranormal crimes. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawaii is increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Let's continue with more paranormal crimes. We are in front of the Vicente Lopez Hospital, where at this very moment they are performing the autopsy that will determine what happened to the cousins. 
They haven't finished yet, and there are many of us from the press waiting here to know the results. Night falls, and a freezing drizzle begins to come down on the Vicente Lopez Hospital. The journalists take shelter under the roof of the ward. In the distance, Turco arrives walking, with a resigned gay, ready to listen to how the forensic experts will try to explain the inexplicable. A few feet away, in the cold of the morgue, the coroner's office is sectioning off body parts and carefully encasing them. The autopsy has come to an end. I separate the following viscera. Jar number one, stomach and its contents. Jar number two, liver and spleen. Jar number three, kidney and uterus. Was your ex-wife aware that you were having an affair? Yeah. We never talked about it, but yeah. Yeah, she knew about it. And did she know Irma? Nah, not by name. Do you consider your wife to be a violent person? <laughs> no, no. Could she have been upset when she found out that you were planning to marry her? She doesn't care what I do and who I do it with. I. I don't have those problems. And Irma? Did she have problems with anyone? Not that I know of. Do you have keys to the property? Nah. We didn't get around to making them. Was Irma taking any kind of substance or medication? Nah. Was she religious? Yeah. Yeah, she was a believer. Any particular religion? Catholic. Very Catholic. Forgive me for asking. What happened to your hands? I work with mirrors. I cut them, I frame them, and sometimes accidents happen. Doctor, you have a call. Excuse me. The results of the autopsy are in. Judge Casal leaves the interrogation room and approaches a room where the off-the-hook phone awaits him with a possible answer to his questions. If the bodies show any signs of violence, any indication of murder, the possible culprit is just yards away. Flores, good evening. I'm listening. It's uh, very complicated. Talk to me. They're in very bad shape. And uh, the autopsies didn't, uh, they didn't give us anything definitive. <sighs> what do we have? Considering the circumstances in which the bodies were found, they, uh, they could possibly have died from carbon monoxide poisoning. But I don't have enough data to say for sure. And there was no sign of violence? Nothing. Not one sign that could suggest that they were strangled or beaten, dragged, abused, hurt. Nothing. Would you rule out then that they were murdered? At least uh, violently. And were you able to determine why the bodies decompose so quickly? Um, one possibility is that uh, very high temperatures were concentrated in the bathroom with everything closed and uh, with the bodies submerged in warm water. All this generated a microclimate that uh, accelerated the decomposition. And were you able to do the fingerprint recognition? No, impossible. 
I'm signing the order for a family member to identify the bodies tomorrow. Well, then we're talking about intoxication, right? For the moment, yes, but nothing definitive. I'm sending some of the uh, viscera to the lab in La Plata to see if they can confirm it. You know, Flores, that there are several reporters waiting for you outside, don't you? Yes, I can hear them from here. Please, I know you're a professional, but with this case, be more careful than ever. Anything you say can make the investigation more complicated. Of course. Dr. Casal meets with Benitez and Secretary Lucio outside the interrogation room. Inside the room, Toho continues motionless, his gaze lowered, imperceptible. Do we have an answer, Doctor? We're not even close. Dr. Flores, the forensic doctor in charge of the autopsy, is here. Please, please, one at a time. One, one at a time. Uh, miss. Doctor, what were the results? We can only say that they died due to cardiorespiratory arrest due to a probable acute intoxication. That is all I can report. Oh, doctor, 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 doctor. Yes. But was it a crime? No signs of violence were detected. Doctor, can we confirm that there was... Please, please, I told you, that's all I can report. That's all I can report. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. A few feet away from the group of journalists is Turco. He knows that what the coroner just said is an empty statement. It's clear they don't have a single clue and that they'll have to keep looking. Meanwhile, Casal, Benitez, and Secretary Lucio evaluate how to proceed. Without evidence, without aggression, we have no reason to hold him. I wouldn't release him. I mean, Doctor, this guy crosses the border tomorrow and you'll never see him again. Benitez, bring him to the train. Understood. But keep two eyes on him all day long. Okay. Understood. We are finished, Mr. Toho. You may leave now. But do not leave your home. We may call you again. Toho is escorted down the long hallway of the courthouse by two policemen. Cassell watches him walk away and finds it hard to imagine that with that frail frame, Toho could have subdued the two women. For a moment, he remembers Noemi saying that she only saw him from behind. He never turned to greet her. Of course, it's obvious that Toho doesn't like to interact too much with people. Dr. Judge Casal, meeting number three. El novio tenía una relación de pareja con la muchacha mayor. The boyfriend was in a relationship with the older girl, and I was surprised that he did not have a key to the house. He didn't have a key to the house, despite the length of time he had been in the relationship. That was the first thing that caught my attention. And the second thing that caught my attention was the precision he had to tell me, I got off at the stop, I remember it was San Martin and Blas Pareira, the stop of the bus at such and such an hour, at such and such an exact time. I continued with the testimony, I asked him again the time. This, I was very much struck by the precision, and I questioned him intensely about the time. 
and he told me a matter that was later corroborated, that there was a clock on the board of the bus, and that he had seen the time when he got off. That's why he was so precise. Of course, we called after an intense search, because we did not know the particular number of the bus, but we knew the time, and got the bus driver to give a statement. And the bus driver remembered the person, not the time, but between such and such time, because they had to arrive at such and such a place, which was in fact in line with the truth. I was not sure about these matters, for example, which really did not have to do with the law. They had to do with everyday life, that someone had a relationship with a single girl and that he did not have a key to the door. It seemed at least strange to me, especially when he lived with his wife in a place far away from that place. That was the first thing that caught my attention. Turco runs between the ambulances until he takes shelter under an overhang where two male nurses are chatting while smoking. Bad night, huh? You have no idea. It's because of the cousins, isn't it? Yeah, all the Bruce came. Did you guys see them? I didn't. I did, I took them in, yeah. yeah. They are deformed, man. Rotten. Man, did they stink. The blackened skin, whew, they look like they'd been burnt at a thousand degrees, too. Yeah. Dorco knows that the possibility of entering and seeing the bodies in the morgue is impossible. There's too much security. However, thanks to the nurses, he manages to get a copy of the death certificate signed by the coroner. After spreading around a few bills, he leaves the hospital with the certificates in his hand. Cause of death. Traumatic cardiorespiratory arrest. Approximate time, 2345. Torco wonders, what could have killed the two women, showing exactly the same cause and at the same time? Burned at a thousand degrees. This could be psychokinesis. Thermokinesis? Spontaneous combustion? At the house on Mellow Street, the power company technicians finish removing all of their equipment and tools from the property. The tests they've run rule out the possibility of death by electrocution, but they're still going to run a final analysis on the samples they're taking from the cadaveric fauna. For their part, the agents have cleaned the bathroom, and the bathtub has been completely emptied. Castillo is still searching for new clues, until suddenly, one of his agents calls him from the bedroom. Where did you find that? In the closet, under a pile of clothes. Judge Casal, alone in his chambers, puts on his coat, locks his desk, turns off the lights, and just when he thinks the day is over... Judge! What? What is it, Benitez? What happened? I mean, in the closet, in a cardboard box, they've, they've found several syringes and... They were all used. Casal sighs in resignation. The nightmare turns the page again with new questions. Murder, poisoning, suicide pact. All the cards are back on the table.
This has been Paranormal Crimes, where reason meets its limits. Season 1, The Mystery of the Cousins. Scenes from the next episode. You were telling me that there were new developments in the case of the cousins. Yesterday, the first autopsy was performed, but the results were not satisfactory. They couldn't determine what killed them. Why didn't you publish me? Because last night, the board of directors called me at home. They told me they don't want anything else related to demons, to possessions, to satanic rites, nothing. They don't want anything that could offend any religion. Three disposable syringes and two hypodermic needles. Right, all three used. Shouldn't we have found needle marks if it was an overdose? According to the coroner, it would be impossible to find them because of the state of the skin. As for the overdose, it should have come out in the first autopsy. They're going to do a second autopsy with samples that were sent to another lab. There are people who are behind this case who try to find a rational explanation for everything, but the truth is that there is none. What happened with the bodies? Can you explain it to me? Stop, stop! Okay, let's talk straight. I see where you're going. I have no idea what you think happened there, but I don't want to know either. The only thing I'm interested in is you getting out of here with all this nonsense and wasting my time. And so how does the case continue? And could such a passionate relationship in the face of the rejection of the outside world have led them to suicide? Our guess is negative. There was no suicide. Dr. Casal, this is Dr. Barrio Canal. Oh, how are you, doctor? Has anything happened? I'm bothering you because I read the autopsy reports performed by Floris, and I have the answer. What? Have you ever heard of the Black Mamba? Paranormal Crimes, produced by Plataforma Sound Stories. Original production for Euphoria Podcast. Presented by Euphoria. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf. Y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Lucero junto a José Ron protagonizan El Gallo de Oro. Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univisión. Y de las mejores. 